Welcome to the Dad's Off-Duty Podcast. Hello, I am Jason, coming to you again live from my basement. I want to thank all of those that listened last week to my solo act, but I rifled through the emails, the tweets, the DMs, and you want me to have a partner. And your prayers have been answered because I have here, super fan of the show, Justin. Should I just call you Justin? Do we need to keep your identity a secret? No, it's a little weird if you call me Justin. If I hear you call me Justin, it's weird. So my name is Justin, but you can call me JV. I don't want to confuse you. I don't want me to get confused. So we'll just stick with JV. JV. We, we don't have Justin Verlander. We have the better JV here. Oh, yeah. That's, that's right. Welcome to the show, JV. Thank you for having me. And uh, I would like to start off by apologizing to all your listeners that are used to top-notch quality because they're stuck with me for today. Subpar quality this week, but what he lacks in quality, he will make up for in good looks. Oh, well, thank you. JV. Yes, sir. You've listened to the show. Do you have a dad joke? I do, in fact. I have actually been told the same dad joke every day for the past two months by my youngest son, who is seven, which is great that it's been every day because he really gets the concept of a dad joke without knowing it, that just the repetition is what it's all about. And it is, what does a duck wear to a wedding? What does a duck wear to a wedding? I don't know. Tell me. A duxedo. See, and that's how you do it. That's it. And the thing is, every time, I don't know if it's him, I don't know if it's hearing it from a seven-year-old's voice, but every time it is hilarious. Fantastic. Hey, welcome aboard. Now we're rolling. Now I feel like I'm part of it. So for those of you who don't know, Seth is laid up right now. He's healing from his wounds. He's had hip surgery recently, so he will be back at some point. But for now, we're rolling with the guests, and we have JV here. So JV, please tell us about yourself. Introduce yourself. Who are you? Why do we care about you? Oh, you don't. But as Jason said, my name's Justin, but as Jason knows me as JV, I have known Jason now for, I was trying to think of this since I decided, and you may know more than me, I can't remember, I think from stories, I think we moved into that neighborhood when I was five, give or take. And I'm just assuming that right when we moved in, you and I just started hanging out and were friends. I don't know if that's true, but so we've probably known each other going on or close to 30 years. Yeah. Give or take, I don't know. So we grew up down the street from each other. We've been friends ever since. And since this is a dad's podcast, I am a dad. I have three kids. Well, two kids and an adult. I have a seven-year-old son, a 10-year-old daughter, and I also have a 19-year-old that lives in Michigan. I do not live in Michigan. I live in the great state of Alabama. Roll Tide. Roll Tide in a city called Huntsville, which is northern Alabama. I'm only about 15 minutes away from Tennessee. And a little fun fact that somebody told me once, but it is one of the highest engineer population per capita in the United States. And ever since he's moved down there, he's been trying to get me to move. Yes. Because I am an engineer. And it's NASA engineers. It's just cool. I mean, yes, a car is cool, but a spaceship, rocket ship, I don't know the difference. You got me there. 
So that's a little, and no, I am not an engineer. I am not smart enough to be an engineer. I am a dumb logistician, which means I brief people and put together charts and spreadsheets. So yes, nothing cool. But other than that, that's the quick down and dirty about me. Unless Jason, you can think of anything I should add for your wonderful listeners. The only thing I'll add is you have an older brother. He's a year older than you. And him and I are, we're in the same grade growing up. So you were actually a grade below me. And how I remember your brother telling me about how we met was his recollection is at elementary school, probably first grade, I was at the urinal, he walked up, he came to the urinal, and he told me that we were neighbors and that we should be friends. I can honestly say that is the first time I've ever heard that story. Yep, that's, that's how I remember your brother telling me. So I don't know if I've ever told this, but I do remember... Fogly, so it may not even be real. It may be something I made up in my head, but I do remember when my brother told me that he had these friends that were in the neighborhood. I remember he was playing with them and I was hiding behind the car waiting to see if they called me over to play as well. And obviously, Aww. at some point, you did. Somebody did. When we got really bored and needed a fourth for hide and seek. That's right. I, I'll, I'll be the fourth. That's okay. I'll take it. <laughs> you know, that story segues perfectly into our topic today because what we wanted to talk about today was how we as kids played and maybe the differences or similarities to how our kids nowadays play. Yes. And JV and I, going way back 30 years, I feel like we can tap into some of that history and, and tell some stories, but where do you want to start? I think the thing that I want to start is you always hear parents complaining Kids these days don't play outside. My kids don't play outside. My kids don't. And, you know, I, I feel like my kids are outside a lot. I mean, there's times where I have to be like, you know, they're playing inside or playing video games or watching TV or whatever. And I'm just like, go outside. But I still feel like they play outside a lot, especially, well, this year is different, especially this year because they've been playing outside a lot more. But I feel like before, even before this, my kids played outside a lot. But it, it also, I was telling my wife, one of the things I notice is my kids are, they'll play outside, but they'll just take the toys they have inside normally and take them outside and just play it outside. Huh. Not all the time, but I don't ever remember doing that. No, we certainly didn't. We had our outside toys, we had our outside games, and then we had our inside toys and our inside games. We had our action figures and stuff like that that we play with inside, and then outside we had Nerf guns and sports and hide and seek and tag and stuff like that. It's funny you say that. That's actually at the top of my list, too, of the differences. I'm calling that a difference between the kids nowadays and, and how we played because I feel the same way. And I had, wanted to ask you specifically because your kids are a little older. And my kids are four and six, like I said. So my kids are getting to the point now where we can send them outside and let them play mm -hmm. with a little bit of it more independence now. Before, it was like when they're in the backyard, we have to be in the backyard watching them. But I agree with you. I feel like the kids don't go outside as much. And even when I'm like going around my neighborhood for some reason and I'm looking around, I don't see kids like riding bikes as much. And, and I know I have a lot of kids in our sub. You and I and our brothers used to play home run derby in our driveway. You remember this? All the time. I do. And, you know, at the top of the driveway was the batter. Mm -hmm. And if you hit it in the street, it was an out. And if you hit it for the front yard of the person across the street, that's a home run. Yes. Us four played that game, I don't know. Constantly. It burned in my memory all the time. I remember playing that all the time. Yeah, I feel like my kids, they'll play sports. 
but it's like, luckily we have a huge, like my yard is really weird. Even though it's a big lot, my side of the house is huge. So they'll play soccer and Nerf gun battles. Nerf gun battles are huge. That's one of the big things that when they're not playing with toys is the Nerf gun battles. But yeah, I feel like we were playing outside constantly. The kids are always outside here, but it seems like I have to push them out. <laughs> like, go outside. Yeah. Oh, I want to stay inside. No, go outside. We've been here in Michigan now, as you know, you used to live here. It's in the 30s during the day. and You don't play outside right now. No, we do. I mean, honestly, especially because uh, the kids are doing virtual learning. So when it's time for recess, we tell them we okay. get, they get their snow pants on if it's snowing, and it's go outside for 20 minutes and just run around to get some fresh air. Yeah. No, I mean, I get that. And we obviously don't have the snow. I mean, it does get cold here, but we don't have the snow. But we'll get like 120-degree day, and then the next day it'll be 60. So like today it was beautiful. Today was sunny, and I think I, it got up to 68 today. So like you open the front door, and there was just a 1,000 kids everywhere. But And I don't know if maybe my recollection is of us being older, but when you go outside and you look outside, there's a thousand kids and however many kids are outside, there's that many parents, the, both parents, the dad, the, just the mom or both parents, the parents are always out. And a lot of the kids in our neighborhood are younger. Lucy's one of the older ones. And there's some older ones moving in now, but my daughter at 10 is one of the older ones who's a lot younger than her. So maybe it's just because these kids are younger. And I remember, my recollection is when we were older, but I don't remember like when we were outside playing Home Run Dirty, our parents were sitting on the porch watching us to make sure we didn't know. So I'm just assuming that it was just me remembering older. Could be that, yeah. Because I will see some teenagers riding bikes, you know, through the neighborhood, you know, three or four at a time. But I feel like, and this is the next thing I wanted to talk about was just like the electronics now, how they're different. Back in our day, you know, we had Nintendo and stuff, but... Honestly, we watched so much more TV, I feel like. Like, yeah, we played video games. We had Nintendo and Sega and stuff. But like our primary, at least my brother and I, our primary source of entertainment a lot of times was watching TV. Yeah. Like we had that playroom that, you know, had all yep. these toys in it, but we had a TV in the corner. And I feel like that TV was on a lot. The, the way my kids now, the TV at our house is hardly ever on. And that's primarily because when our kids are watching some sort of entertainment, it's now it's on the tablet and they're watching like YouTube. They're watching the shows or Netflix or whatever, yeah. but they're not like, we don't turn on the TV and watch live TV anymore. I think more and more families are doing that. I feel like a lot of people are cutting the cord and we are one of the last few horrible parents out there in the point where, as I said, my kids do not have, we don't have an iPad at all. The only electronics they do have is each of my kids for Christmas one year, my mom got them iPods. So they can do basically everything on a phone, but you don't have the cell service. So it's small. They're not going to spend hours on it because it's so small. So they don't really, and that's on purpose. Like I don't, if I know if I get an iPad, they'll be on it constantly. They'll be fighting on it constantly. And then I'll have to buy two. But I don't know if the kids in your neighborhood or your kids do this. Like I've seen it a couple of times where I'll say, hey, kids, go play outside. They'll go outside and then I'll wander outside just to make sure, you know, do that quick look to make sure they're still alive or not lost or whatever. And they're playing outside, I guess, for all intents and purposes. Yes, they're playing outside, but they're just playing their iPads or electronics outside. And I'm like, no, 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 this, this is not how this is supposed no, to work. I'm violently shaking my head. No, we, we do not bring the electronics outside. So if they're outside, they're on the swing set, they're 
now my kids, you know, my two girls, they do imaginative play all the time. So they go out there with almost no toys sometimes, and they'll just pretend they're whatever, just fill in the blank, princesses, they're playing school, they're playing mom and dad go to the, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. They're just, they just make up a game and they just go play it and they don't need any props. Maybe the swing set they play on, they pretend it's a bus or whatever. And that, I love seeing them do that. That's, yeah. that's really, really cool because yeah, they need to unplug sometimes. Well, one of the things I noticed is, well, right after we said we were going to talk about this today, I asked my son, we were on the way somewhere and I said, Hey, what did you play with today? And this made me so happy. His response was him and his friends played zombie escapers. And I said, yes, but what is zombie escapers? And he said, we had our Nerf guns and we were running away from zombies before they ate us. Perfect. And, and I felt horrible because I said, did you win? And his response was, oh, no, we couldn't figure out how to kill them all the way yet. They kept coming back alive. And then you guys called us in for dinner. <laughs> Those damn zombies. That's what they do, though. They keep coming back. So I ruined that. And what made it, well, you know what that made me think of, and I hadn't thought of this in years, and it's good because that you just said your daughters are doing the same thing. Is I remember we used to play that we were, I'll probably say X Men because it was probably always X Men. Yes, we we all picked a different X Men, and we fought either in a fake Magneto or you, I assume, was always Magneto. Of course, the best, uh, obviously, and we played that we were superheroes or X I'm pretty sure it was always X-Men. Yeah, that or Ninja Turtles. And it made me chuckle because could you imagine, I just thought of my kids running around screaming about zombies shooting nothing with their Nerf guns. And could you imagine if you were like a neighbor across the street from us when we were playing this game yeah. and just seeing us doing jump kicks, drop kicks, and fighting nothing. And I just assume that if there was ever an adult watching this, just finding it hilarious. <laughs> these kids need to go to the mental hospital or something they're just boxing nobody yeah i think the kids across the street are having strokes <laughs> i have a memory too of us one day at your house there was a bee's nest somewhere and we went in your garage and you had these like paddle paddles like there was like a paddle game you had yeah and we ran around your house outside hitting at bees with these paddles and just swatting as many as we can when you hit them, they were like a drum on a stick. Yes, you hit them. You know what I'm talking about. Boom. And we were, I want to say they were bumblebees, but Probably. I just remember hitting them and then making the loud bong and killing all the bees. The sound was so satisfying. I can't believe we never got stung. Or we probably did. I'm so glad you remember that because I thought you'd think I was crazy for remembering that, but apparently you remember it too. No, I remember that. It's funny. Now you have two girls. I do. I have a son and a daughter. And it's funny to be sitting in my garage or on my porch or being outside and watching all the boys playing. And as I said, they're running around shooting with Nerf guns and, you know, fighting and swords and all that. And then I'll look to my other side and I'll see the, the girls sitting there and they have dance competitions or another thing they do that made, I remember doing this a lot was my daughter said to me, we were making videos today and we were watching videos now. They're doing it on cell phones or iPods or iPads, and we did it. I think we had the big old oh, yeah. camera that we had to hold on our shoulder, and they were making videos, and I just kind of chuckled to myself because we used to do that all the time, and it was fun. I don't know if anybody ever watched them. I'll tell you who watched them was because when we would do that a lot of times is when we'd be sleeping over each other's houses because our parents were all out at the mm -hmm. bar getting plastered. 
And then we would make these videos. It was like a music countdown thing. And we make music videos of us okay. singing. You remember this? Come on. I, 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 I remembered making videos. I, I couldn't have told you. Sometimes we made music videos. Sometimes we just made movies up or something. And then our parents coming home to get us drunk at midnight or 1 a.m., we'd sit them down and let them watch our videos they made. And I'm sure they were half in the bag, one eye barely open. But they watched them. So basically nobody remembers. Nobody. <laughs> so that's per- perfect. I'm sure they were horrible. Your mom probably recorded over them on an episode of Roseanne or something. But. And then now those VCRs and VHSs are very extremely gone. Yes. I, I held on to our VCR for quite a while, and we watched VCR tapes for a while, but it finally died, and we're like, oh, okay. Now this was probably 10 years ago, but we still had a VCR probably like 10 years ago. Yeah. Something else uh, I haven't had in a while, and I think I, you know where I'm going with this. I've watched the show once or twice enough to know that it is Cocktail O'Clock? Hit the music. I was so, I've been wanting to say it, waiting to say it. Excellent. Hey, we're there. Now, do you want to go first? As the guest, I would, I mean. Uh, If if you want me to. Okay. No, what's your segment going to be? I figured you needed cocktail clock and what did you, oh, you know what? Forgot You forgot the segment name. Beer 30? Beer party? Party beer? Beer time. Beer time. Sorry, Seth. He's trying. So I can tell you, I will try to make this story short or this explanation. I did not do any research on this beer at all. I know you like to do researches on your drinks, but I did not do, but I was really stressing about what kind of beer I was going to get for this. And my thought was I had at a buddy's house, a bourbon ale. So because it would be with you, I was like, Oh, bourbon ale, you know, you love, we all know how much you love bourbon. This is great foreshadowing. Oh, good. By the way, I've been drinking a lot of bourbon more lately. You'd be proud. So I was going to get a bourbon ale, but then I was like, I know you have mentioned that I really like a stout, especially when it's like 50-ish degrees, a stout is great. And I know you've mentioned that one day you'd like to try a stout, so I was going to buy a stout that I've never had before. But I walked into the liquor store yesterday, and I found, I don't know how you can see this, it's called Dragon's Milk, and it is a bourbon barrel aged stout. This is completely speaking my language. I want to try this, but I need your recommendation, so you're going to have to let us know. So I know nothing about the brewery. I think I saw, it's called New Holland Brewing. The good thing about a bourbon barrel aged ale or stout and a stout is they're usually, both of those things are high alcohol content. For example, this one is 11%, which for a beer is pretty high. So you're not going to drink. In fact, they only sell them in four packs. They don't even sell them in six packs. Which, Jason, I don't even know. Do you know that that's what a normal beer comes in is 6, 12, or a... No, the only beer that I ever buy is for my dad, and it's 24 packs, because that's about how quickly... Well, <laughs> that's how many beers he drinks in a sitting. No, <laughs> You're not drinking 24 of these. As I said, it comes in a four-pack. So I have two in my cooler, but I will probably drink this one, and then depending on how pissed my wife wants to get, how drunk I get. See what happens. So I'll try it. I've never had, I've had a bourbon ale. I've had stouts, but I've never had a bourbon barrel aged stout. Hey, he's smelling it. Now, while he's trying it, I had a question for him. He, he mentioned 50 degrees. He's living in Alabama. And my question is, what do you call 50 degrees in Alabama? Is that balmy? Is that freezing? 
This is freezing. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm in a hoodie, and that is really good, by the way. Okay. You are now becoming a bourbon connoisseur. Do you taste any hints of bourbon in there? Does it remind you of bourbon? Or I can tell you right now, I've had, a, and I couldn't tell you the brand or anything, I've had a bourbon barrel-aged ale, a brown ale, and you could taste the bourbon a lot more in that than you can in this stout. The stoutiness is really overpowering, but this is, like, I could probably down all four of these and, like, fall asleep right here. I mean, it's very smooth. You know, mm. when you drink a higher, thicker, and a heavier beer, they're usually very, they can be bitter and heavy. And this doesn't feel, this doesn't taste, it's, hold on, let me just make sure. I'm liking what you're saying so far of all this. Um, I'm, this may be a good entry for me, if it's... Dude, this could, because it's very... Do you like you're a chocolate man? I love chocolate. It's very chocolatey. Ooh. And bourbony? That checks all the boxes. It's very good. Yeah, here you go. Our signature stout carries on the traditional today. Roasted malt delivers notes of coffee and chocolate, married with bourbon and vanilla undertones. So coffee, bourbon, and chocolate. Those are my three food groups. I'm in. Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's extremely good. And 11%, you'll be flying high. Excellent. So typically on this show, we do one to five stars. Oh, yes. I did not want to come here. Now, here's my problem, though. I love all beer that I'm currently drinking, <laughs> except for sours. Those are disgusting. So I was like worried I was going to give it too high of a score, but I have to. I'm going to give this one a, a, a four just because, okay. just because we have a local brewery here that has my favorite stout ever, and that's a five. So I will give this one... High three, if not a four. Okay. Hey, that's great. And for those, again, it is Dragon's Milk by New Holland Brewing Company. If anybody wants to try it and send Jason an email or because, I, as he said, I'm a super fan, I will check the Instagram and see. And here, if you, if you want a picture of it, Jason, to put on there. You know what? That's a great idea. Seth does not come that prepared. Wonderful. I got it. All right, with that, excellent. It's cocktail o'clock. So. Here we are, as you're listening to this, it's 2021 now. And I wanted to start off this year with a great drink. So, as JV has said, he is liking bourbon more and more. So I wanted to bring the best bourbon drink on the planet. A drink I have not talked about or reviewed or had on this podcast yet. This is the Old Fashioned. I can tell you I almost made one of those today, but I was like... What are the chances if I make one, he has one? Well, I mean, you're here. You love bourbon. I love bourbon. We're cheersing into the new year. We got to go big. So a little bit about the old-fashioned before I talk about what I give this drink, which should be pretty obvious. The first documented definition of the word cocktail was in response to a reader's letter asking to define the word in 1806 in Hudson, New York. Now. What is the definition of cocktail? At the time, they said it was a potent concoction of spirits, bitters, water, and sugar. If you know anything about an old-fashioned, that is basically what it is. The original concoction, although it was in different proportions, was referred to as an old-fashioned. So, what is an old-fashioned? It has whiskey in it. Unless I've learned you are from Wisconsin, because early on in the 1800s, Wisconsiners, Seth, <laughs> substituted the whiskey for brandy. 
And that was called a brandy old fashioned, obviously. I could not do that. I won't do that. Sorry. But you Wisconsiners could keep that. I actually have brandy in my house. I could imagine making an old fashioned with brandy. No, that's the first time I've heard about it. Where do you think the old fashioned was invented? Do you have an idea? Uh, are you asking me? I'm asking you. Oh, if I had to guess, what, when did you say it first came around? It's 1881. I'm going to say New York. You need to go down to Louisville or Lowell, Kentucky. That is because where bourbon. Bourbon. I just stories. figured New York was hopping and they'd make the greatest drink ever. It's funny you mentioned New York, though, because while although it was founded in Lowell, Kentucky, <laughs> that's how they say it there. Oh, I believe me. I know the bartender that invented it eventually brought it to the Waldorf Astoria Hotel Bar, which was very famous in New York City. And that's kind of where it really gained a lot more notoriety. The original old-fashioned recipe and the one that I do, because you've asked me before how I make an old-fashioned. So what I do is I put a bar spoon of brown demerara sugar. So it's like the, the, oh. the very coarse sugar. It's sugar in the raw. That's the brand I use or the kind I use. It's called, it's called sugar in the raw. You put a bar spoon of sugar into an old-fashioned glass, rocks glass. You do two to four dashes of bitters. I use Angostura orange bitters. You peel an orange peel, pop, put that in the glass, and then you take your muddler and you muddle the sugar down. So can I ask you a quick question about this? You can. A buddy of mine was showing me how to make a, his old fashioned, and it's amazing. And I will make you one one day. But he always said the key, because when he was telling me how to make it, my first mistake was is he said, you squeeze the peel over the drink before you put it in, and you also wipe the rim. So I started to do that, and he said, no, stop right there. You turn it upside down. You squeeze it with the, rot, the orange part, the rind, down, because that's where the oils come from. Mm -hmm. So you squeeze the oils from the rind in and then rub the, the outside. Is that, is that what you do? Yes. Yeah, thank you. Okay. That is what I do. I, 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 I'm here to help. I forgot to mention that. You, you are the yin to my yang, sir. I'm your assistant. Yeah. So orange peel, bar sugar, and bitters. Muddle it all together. Now, pro tip. After you, you're done muddling, you leave the muddler in there because when you pour the- I don't know what the muddler is. It's a, it's a large stick that you use to crush the sugar. <laughs> so oh, okay, sugar okay. is very coarse. Yeah, you want to grind it down. Mortal pestle. Think of that. Got it. Then you put two ounces, or if you're me, you put two and a half ounces. Come on. Always. Of bourbon whiskey. Today I used my favorite, which is Woodford Reserve. Use your bourbon of choice. I just had that. Somebody gave me, gifted me one. It was very good. Yeah, it's perfect. So when the muddler's still in there, you pour the whiskey in the glass because what the whiskey's going to do is it's going to clean off all that sugar that's on the bottom of the muddler. Mm -hmm. And then you, you, can, you can keep muddling if you want now that the whiskey's in there. And then what I do is I put a ice ball in. Get your favorite mold. If it's a, what, what's your Star Wars mold you have? I have a Death Star ice ball mold whatever that is that sounds cool i just have the old circular one it's circular circular global ball shaped death star death star and then you take your bar spoon and then you stir there's a stirring technique i really can't explain it but google it there's a way to stir you basically have to keep the back of the spoon against the back of the, the side of the glass and i have one of those stirrers that has the swizzle on it so it's like a spiral 
And it really helps when you're stirring to keep the back of the spoon against the glass. And it just flows, man. It flows. And you want to stir all those ingredients together. And then that's it. You enjoy. 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 And then, you know, stirring the ice cube creates heat and friction, which melts the ice a little bit. Justin's eyes just glazed over. But basically what that does. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you said you melted the ice a little bit which whenever I make an old fashioned, I always sit it for like a couple minutes just to let the ice melt a little bit, just to kind of tone it down. So maybe what you're doing is kind of eliminating that. Yeah. I'm speeding up that process. Exactly. Yeah. You, you oh. can, you can certainly let it sit if you want. And honestly, it's been sitting here for a little while since we've been talking. So this it's, it's ripe right now. This is perfect. So you want a little bit of water in there. Otherwise it's, yeah. it's very strong, which is good too. And I don't remember when my buddy was telling me and he took, I wish I could, I'm, I'll, I'll take a screenshot of the directions my buddy gave you. They're hilarious. For example, the simple syrup, it's a squirt, squirt, squirt of simple syrup. That's the exact measurement. He must be a scientist. Yeah. But the last direction of his old fashioned was remember to sip, not to chug because it is so, it's so smooth if you do it right that you could just, just drink it and you won't even know. It's a sipping drink, and sometimes you, at least me, I have made that mistake where I do not remember to sip it. And it's like five minutes in, I'm like, oh, I guess I got to make another one. To not shoot your bourbon, please. If you can shoot your bourbon and you don't feel it, it's probably not great bourbon. Okay, I've talked long enough about the old-fashioned. It's a great drink. Obviously, the rating I'm giving it is five out of five. Five and a half. Six. We'll go six. Six out of five. I love it. <laughs> a plus, plus, plus. That's my recipe. That's the old fashioned. Can I bring something up that I wanted to bring up that I forgot about, but it just hit me in my brain just now? Hit me. About a disappointment. I told you how proud I was when my son was out there playing zombie escapers and looking and seeing my kids record videos and dance and just having a grand time outside. But when I, I was hurt a little bit when we were in, and I think I sent you pictures, I texted you pictures of, no, I texted you pictures of the old wrestlers when I saw them. But we were at Walmart the other day. And I saw the old school retro He-Man action figures. And we took my kids to Walmart to buy something with their own money. And I was so excited that I called my son Ian over. I'm like, Ian, look at this. They got He-Man. And I was so I expected him to be like, this guy looks amazing. I'm going to buy all of them. And no, he was just like, that guy looks dumb and walked away. And I was just like, oh, I was, I almost bought one anyways, just to try to like, I bought it. Can you try to play with him? He's cool, you know, and he plays with the Marvel heroes. He plays with action figures and he plays with Ninja Turtles. And, you know, it's not like he doesn't play with action figures. He's all about it. But he was just like, looked at He-Man and he was just like, who is this dude in this cod piece? No, thank you. Yeah. As I was going to say is I feel like He-Man probably doesn't have enough bells and whistles in 2020 to excite any kids. What are you talking about? He's got that, they got that little thing on the back where your thumb fits and you can do this action and you, and you twist it and he punches like this because you're twisting his back and his arms are loose. Come on. I was just going to say, doesn't he just come with a sword, right? I mean, that's not enough. Yeah, but then you twist him and he, he kind of like swings. No, not all of them did, maybe. And then they had the blue guy, which I don't remember his name. I should. The blue guy with the, the spikes on his yes. thing. I don't know his name, but yeah. you know who I'm talking about. I, they, absolutely. They had all of them. They had the, the, the girl. Uh, I don't know her name, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> and then the green thing it rode, and I was so excited, and he was, he was not about it. But I should have bought him for me. Now, 
this isn't necessarily playing per se, but your kids are older than mine. And I feel like you probably have your kids involved in more sports slash activities than mine. I know Ian is in wrestling, I think. He is in wrestling. We actually went to wrestling today. He is in wrestling and football. Obviously, at seven years old, he's already way manlier than I ever was or will ever be. I think he reached that at four years old, but yes. I mean, yes. And I'm also getting to the point where he is, he's great at football, so he runs really fast. So they're just like, give him the ball and go. Because even, I know he's seven, but he's out there with other seven, six, seven, eight-year-olds, and he is the fastest kid on the field every time to the point where I don't even say, hey, Ian, let's race home anymore because I know I'm going to lose. He's, he's fast. And I'm not slow. So yeah, Ian is in wrestling and football. Okay. And Lucy does dance, which she always did in Michigan, but she stopped and started again this year. And I'm kind of glad she stopped and started because it gave her, it made her love it again. She's loving it. Last year, she started basketball, which you know, Lucy, she's very, I'm going to say timid for lack of better word. She's very, if she ever stepped on a butterfly, she would feel horrible. You know, I couldn't imagine her because basketball, you got to get in there. And I can say for the first couple practices in the first game or two, she was very standoffish. But man, one day, I, I think her mom told her, like, you got to get in there. You got to go after it. And ever since then, Throw some elbows. she's on the basketball court, man. She's a different little girl. She's like getting in their faces. She's stealing rebounds. And it's, it's amazing. And I, we, we love watching it. She's, in, she's crazy with it. That's great. Well, what I was going to ask about sports nowadays, and you know, this has been discussed other, other places, but the idea of a participation trophy. And I wanted to know if your kids have been involved with that where, hey, great job trying. Because when we were kids, I do not remember that at all. It was like, if you're first no, place, no, no, we didn't. you win the championship, you get the trophy. That's it. Which means I did not ever get trophies. I was not good. You can attest. I was never good at sports. Only if you were on my baseball team. I think we were on the same baseball team a few times. I carried you. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And then when my back went out at like 10, you had to carry me then too. And in fact, no, they have not gotten that yet. Ian and wrestling, especially like you have to get, they have a whole bracket system where you have to get, you know, to get a medal, bronze, silver, gold, bronze, silver, gold. Yeah, that's it. There's a fourth place. I don't know what that is though. Oh, okay. There's a fourth place medal. There's no, hey, you showed up today. Here you go. And it's really crazy. And then for football, I made the mistake, and our coach was awesome about it. And our coach, Ian's football coach, has been the same football coach for two years. He is awesome coaching these kids. Little known fact, he was a college football coach for a while, and now he's teaching kids, which has got to be hard. But Hmm. last year, they didn't win a single game. All of them were first-year players. And then this year, most of the kids were the same, and they lost like one or two games – And then after, at first they were like, oh, we're going to only put four kids on the field because there was low attendance because of everything that's going on. So we need only to have four kids on the field. Well, then they were like, this is stupid. We're going to add it back to six kids on the field, five or six kids. So then it became, you know, if if you got a ball with four kids on the field, you're getting a touchdown because there's just so much space. After the second game, we never lost a game. And I said, man, they should get something. And he was like, yeah, you know, if they came in first, I would absolutely buy them all trophies. But he was just like, they didn't, they didn't come in first, you know? And, and at first I was like, oh, because Ian would be so excited to get a trophy. But I agreed with him at the end of it. Like, yeah, they didn't come in first. There was a team that only lost one game or a team that didn't lose any games. And unfortunately, we lost those first two games before they changed it. 
So, so my question was going to be, how do you feel about the fact that your kids aren't getting particip- participation trophies? Bourbon's kicking it. Except for that small time of lapse judgment where I was like, they should get something. I don't think they should. Okay. I, I'm all for like, you want the trophy. And, and here's the thing, like, I wasn't good at sports and I didn't get trophy unless we earned it. And I turned out okay. I'm, I'm fine. I wasn't crushed. At least I don't remember being, I mean, maybe I was like, oh man, I want to, what are those kids getting trophies? But, you know, now I do remember a team and maybe it was a team on with you. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but they would be like, you get a trophy because you were, we did, they didn't win, but you got a trophy because you got, you were the best player on the team or you're the most improved. But I don't think I got any of those either. It was fine. So I'm going to backtrack my initial comment a little bit because my dad, as I've mentioned before, coached almost every team I was on. Yeah. And I have home videos of him at the end of a season. We had this picnic and you were probably on the team. And like you said, you may, you would have had to have gotten something because what my dad did is he made one of those things. So Every kid got an award. And why my dad did this, I don't know. Maybe he just felt bad because we had a bad year or something. But if I was on your team, you did. He did give out, and this was the only time a year he did this that I remember. He gave out like a little award for everybody. I think it was a plaque or something that he had engraved for every kid. And it said like most improved, best cheerleader, not cheerleader, best, you know. Uh, Sportsmanship. Sportsmanship award. Thank you. That kind of stuff. And I mean, yeah, as kids, we were really happy to get those, but I feel like he only did that one year and I, I'd have to ask him why he, well, why he did it and why he stopped. But I, I guess there, he did do that. You know, I think in one of my moves and it could have been moving down here, I, I, I remember seeing it. And, and if I don't have it, I can almost guarantee my parents have it. But for some reason, I feel like one of the times where I moved, I was kind of like going through boxes. Do we need this? Do we need this? So I assume it was moving here, but who knows? And I thought I saw it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like a plaque. And it had a baseball player on it. It said Justin Von I, whatever. And I don't know. It's all I'm up in my attic, so I have no idea. If you still have it, it must have meant something to you. I mean, yeah, I guess the cynic in me and... The hard ass in me says like, oh, kids don't need a participation trophy. But I guess I got one as a kid. So I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. But if you think about it, I'm with you. Don't give the kids a trophy. And as I said, I I said to our coach, like, they should get something. And he was like, they didn't get in first. If they did get in first, I would have given them something. But they didn't. So I was, and after he said that, I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. What your dad did is he didn't give out trophies for participating. He gave you a tro- you the proverbial you you a trophy for being the most improved he gave you the trophy for being the best first baseman on the team he gave so no one got a pro- trophy just for showing up they did get a plaque or trophy or award for something so i guess there's that yeah that's true the other thing i was going to say is that in 2004 and the reason i remember that i will tell you why 2004 our co-ed softball team cuz by this point i was was i on it no i don't think you were on it it, this was like, I was 20, maybe 22, 2004. I would have been 22. We won the co-ed softball championships, which was, you know, I'm 22, but yeah, yay us. They gave us. No, hell yeah. Yes. I'm owning it. They gave us t-shirts. One, because we won the championship and then one, because we won the regular season. We had the best record. So we have a, okay. we had a red shirt and a blue shirt. And the only reason I remember all this is because I still wear those shirts at night to bed. Oh, hell yeah. Almost every week. I mean, they've got paint on them now. They're ripped. They probably smell like holy hell. But 
I'm not throwing those away yet. Uh, I'm very proud of my 2004. Oh, hell no. The one or two seasons I played on your guys' softball team, I had I had that jersey forever. I mean, I was number 69, and my name, back of my jersey said J.V. McNasty. I kept that bad boy. And I were gray and red. I kept that bad boy forever. I think it was one of those things where it essentially just disintegrated and fall, fell apart. And I was like, well, I guess this is a rag now. And then it became a rag for a little bit, and then it became garbage. God, this beer is still good. The other thing I was going to bring up, we touched on video games at the beginning, and I'm going to bring it up because you and I actually had a text conversation this morning about video games because our daughters are yes. playing video games now. We both have a Switch. You recently got one. We've had one. And now our daughters are playing Animal Crossing together. Yes. And it just got me thinking, like, when we were kids, the only way we'd play video games would be with our friends in the same room. There was no other way to do it. And it was very much a social thing. Sitting right next to each other, tethered with that two-foot cord. <laughs> That's another thing. Yeah, right. You couldn't get too far from the, from the console. Yeah. And I mean, I remember Mortal Kombat with you guys, uh, Street Fighter, Mario Kart, I'm sure. And how different oh, yeah. it is now, because I feel bad for our kids, because I was telling you this morning how Switch doesn't have the ability to voice chat. You might be able to. There, there might be a workaround, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not aware of one. Until you told me they could play games together, I, was, I, I had no idea. I'm not very video game savvy. I mean, when we used to play video games as kids, that was like the extent of my video game playing. And then I remember once or twice getting invited to one of your Halo parties I've heard you talk about. And I, I, I had no, I mean, that was, you guys were like good and I was there just to get shot. You know, I, I, I don't know much about video games and I don't much, much about technology. You were there to get shot and eat my mom's pizza rolls. And that is not a sex joke. Because pizza rolls are still amazing. I will smash a fucking pizza roll right now. <laughs> That's the stout talking. Sorry, I just realized I hadn't cursed this whole time yet. And I, I feel like I need to because I can. Now I can mark the episode E for explicit. Thank you. I was just thinking about how like different it is now, kids playing video games. And I feel like just because we are in different states, I don't think that's the only reason. I think nowadays kids are playing video games at their own house, online, with their friend that maybe even just across the street. And how kind of antisocial that is. Like you're at your house, I'm at my house. We might not even be talking to each other over a microphone. But we're playing a game, and I don't know. The, the best part about playing video games for me was that you would come over, you and your brother, yeah. and we just, you know, hang out, talk, bullshit, and just play games. And, you know, after that, we go do something else. But now it's like you play Animal Crossing, and it's like, log off, see you later. Well, I guess my question is if you are being beaten in a game nowadays, how do you reach over and hit their controller to mess them up so you can win? You just type in the chat. I fucked your mom or I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is that how you do it? That, that's the new way. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think we ever, it was never, Hey, I'm going to Jason's to play video games. We're going to hang out and play. Hey, do you want to play video games for a while? And I don't feel like, and, and, and again, it could be something that I've blocked out or I don't remember. I don't ever remember our parents saying, all right, kids, you've played video games long enough. Get your asses outside. I feel like it was like, okay, we played video games for a minute. We're going outside. See you at dusk. We, yeah, I agree. We, we made that decision ourselves. <laughs> I, that was something I wanted to bring up that in different times, I remember, man, we rode our bikes far. 
I feel like, and I, I remember I was up visiting and I needed to borrow a buddy of mine's golf clubs while I was up there. Like when I first moved down here, so like two years ago, I had to borrow a buddy of mine's golf clubs because I didn't want to cart them up because I flew in, I think. And he was like, oh, they're at my parents' house. Just drive over and get them. And I remember I was like, ugh, I don't want to drive over there. But I used to ride my bike over there all the time. <laughs> it was far enough that I didn't want to drive there. And like we used to dr- – I mean how far do we ride? Miles. They, uh, I don't know if it's been brought up that the lake. Yeah. If you rode before it was a subdivision now, which is stupid. Oh. But if we rode around that lake, how far do you think that was? I'm going to say at least three miles. Yeah. We rode for we rode way farther and we were on main road. I mean, there was a sidewalk, right. but we were on main roads and my daughter's 10 and her friend lives in the, it lives in our subdivision, probably a five minute bike ride. If that, but it's not on our street. And we just now started this summer. Okay. You can ride to her house, make sure their parents text us when you get there, let us know when you're leaving, you know? And it was just, hey, can I ride my bike up to the corner store to get like candy and pop that's like five miles away? No. You know? We went up to 7 Eleven to get some Slurpees, which was like daily. Miles. Yeah, daily. It was probably a mile there and a mile back, if that. But you mentioned the, the gravel pit, the lake that we used to ride around, and it was three miles plus. And the go around the whole thing and back. Yeah, three miles plus. Yeah. And. You were probably 10 when we started doing that because I was 11 or 12. I mean, so, and, and we didn't have cell phones back then. So my question to you is now that your daughter's 10, could you imagine her right now going and riding with a couple of her friends for three miles somewhere? Well, Lucy had a friend come over and she brought her bike. Like her dad brought her over in his truck and brought her bike. We all have trucks here in Alabama. They give it to you once you declare residency. Welcome to Alabama. Um, roll Tide. So he brought her bike over and they're like, we're going to go for a bike ride. And, you know, the dad was like, are you okay with it? I'm like, I'm okay with it. You know, they're both 10. They're in the same class. So same age. And I was like, Lucy, do you have your iPod? And then I remembered it doesn't hook up to wireless, but she has a phone. It's an iPod still. It's not a full blown phone. It can text. So he's like, take that. And she gave us her connection or her number. So we could text her and, you know, they went, they were fine. They came back. We didn't have to contact them, but they were street away. They went around our lake and our subdivision, but it's a street away. It was not as far as we used to go, but they never have to go on a main road. It's all sidewalks. And then once you get around the lake, it's, it's, there's a sidewalk around the lake and the lake is exactly one mile, which the person who did that is amazing. It's exactly one mile and then back. So it's like, a mile around the lake, a half mile there. But so, yeah, she, she is, but she's not leaving the subdivision. Whereas we used to at 10 and 11. I mean, I'm not saying what you're doing is wrong or what we did was right or wrong. Oh, I'm not saying I want to stress like our, I don't think our parents were wrong in any way, shape or form. I think it was different. I don't know how it was, but. Somehow it was. Is today crazier? I I don't know. Do you think the difference also might be because we were boys and she's a girl? If she was a 10-year-old boy? Ian's not going. He's seven. He's seven. You know, I don't, but I don't feel like if he was 10, I I would do the same thing. Like, you can now ride your bike to your friend's house. Like, before this summer, 
And yes, it may be just because the stir craziness, like, yes, ride your bike to your friends because you're that bored. Like, we're going to let you do it. Before the summer, and I, it, we never, it, anybody she rode her bike to was on our street. And if they weren't on the street, I could see their house from my house. So, but yeah, but it's still like, go to her house, have her mom text me when you get there. When you leave, have her mom text me, you know. I feel like we were just like, and maybe we told them more than I remember, but I feel like I was just like, I'm jumping on my bike. See you later, unless somebody else feeds me. And then I was gone. I mean, was I 10? Was I older? Maybe I was older. I don't think so, man. I mean, I feel like I started it, but you were 10 and I was 11. Yeah, but you were like 11 or 12, so you would, you would keep, keep me safe. I'll be your babysitter, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. I'd expect nothing left. I would trust you to give me the Heimlich and mouth to mouth. And a colonoscopy. I would do that for you. Absolutely. Check the prostate. No, wait, what? No, too far? This beer went down smooth. I can tell. That my old fashioned is gone. What else do you want to talk about? Let's be real. I could talk to you all night. I could kill this gigantic four pack of beer. However, I think people would eventually get sick of hearing my voice. And I'm sure they've tuned out by now saying, man, he needs another guest or where the hell is Seth? He better heal up quick. He better get some Wolverine blood and heal up quick because so moral of the story is I could talk to you all day. I love seeing your pretty face. I miss you so much. As I told you in many texts, I was like, I had full plans to like take notes on what I wanted to talk about and do research and do stuff. And then I was just like, nah, I'm going to watch Scrubs instead. Seth doesn't do research either. So you were right on brand. We would love it if you gave us five stars on Apple. I've given you five stars. Thank you. Rate us very high. And if you're not going to rate us high, then don't rate us. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at Dad's Off Duty Pod. We are Dad's Off Duty on Facebook. Email us at two dads off duty at gmail.com. Seth for nerds is the Twitter. I'm going to let you sign us off, JV. Anything you want to say? Yeah, when will my check be here? Um, uh, you're breaking up. What? I'm sorry? I'll text you. You know what? The USPS has got it covered. It's on its way. USPS. Oh, they're, they're good. They got it. We're solid. We're still waiting Christmas gifts. Anyways, I believe the correct thing to say after listening to every episode and enjoying it, for all the dads out there, stay off duty.